Cheers. Cheers. Before we start, I just wanted to ask you if you'd like to introduce yourself. I would love to. Hi, everyone. My name is Tammy. I go by Tammy as of right now. My pronouns are they, them. And I met Lex a few months ago. I don't know how long it's been, honestly. I think we this met. year sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it was like June. Yeah, through a mutual friend. Shout out, Melissa. Shout out, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do I say about myself? I mean, whatever you want. But if you want to cut it there, that's fine, too. Let's leave it at that for now. They can okay. learn more about me if they, if they listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted Tammy here today because... We are like the same person. <laughs> we are both cancers and queer. Shout out Mel again. Because I feel like when I first met Tammy, I was like, wow. I feel like I'm seeing my emotions on display. I don't know if I ever told you this, but like, I feel like you articulate yourself very well in a way that I can't. And so when I, when I hear you articulate how you feel, I'm like, damn, this is everything I'm feeling that I can't put into words. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's high praise for me. I really pride myself on verbalizing my like inner world and like making sure my thoughts are processed in a way that come across as digestible to other people. Wow. That's beautiful, actually. Well, thank you. I appreciate... And Lex is a great listener, everyone. <laughs> like... I will just start rambling about one problem or another, and you know, you know how queer life goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lex will just be there absorbing it all and just being really fucking supportive and validating, giving advice. And wow, stop it! I'm blushing. And I, yeah, I think it's because they <laughs> resonate with my experiences too, <laughs> that they can really understand where I'm coming from. But it's nice. It's nice to have somebody who gets it. It really is. I think, like, when I first moved in, I tweeted. I was like, wow. I think it was, like, the first time you came over and we were just mm -hmm. talking in my living room. Mm -hmm. I was like, everything I've ever wanted in my life is just happening right now. Just having, like, a queer friend across the street. You tweeted just, that? I did. Aww. I did. And it's, no, it's just real, though, because it's, like, I think we talked about this a little bit of how, like, I... I've been wanting like some sort of community with like queer folks and stuff and I think like it can be really scary at first and I think because we have very similar and shared experiences that it's really easy to just like confide in one another yeah and, yeah <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> we we have similar goals in that sense I have also been on a on a quest for queer community mm -hmm. and really really you know learning what community means because we are fed a definition of it I'm on top you're not comfortable with it that's totally fine mm -hmm. but I was gonna ask you if you wanted to kind of speak about your coming out situation I would love to okay cool yeah but it, it does happen in chapters no it's, I think a lot of coming out stories not to like minimize like your experience or anything like i think coming out does happen into like with chapters especially yeah. when you come from like 
<laughs> a very cultural traditional family yeah, there's like, layers to there's back. so many fucking layers to it <laughs> just yeah yeah um it does bring tears to my eye though that my eyes though like the the layers of it well okay so like i mentioned my first acknowledgement that i was perhaps not straight <laughs> was when i was in high school as a freshman or sophomore and I had a crush on someone on my basketball team. I know, so cliche. And <laughs> at first I was like, okay, like totally normal. I just want to be this girl's friend. I'm like checking her Tumblr all the time, mm-hmm. like wondering where Tumblr she's days. at. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, Tammy, wait, like this seems this seems extra. You're like you're like waking up and thinking like I oh. want to check her Tumblr. I want to check her Twitter. Uh-huh. And then that's when I was like, okay, let me accept that I like this girl, but it's a total fluke. I plan to marry a man one day and like, even like I was kind of, I was very Catholic. I was like a good little Catholic schoolgirl, And I was like, I'm not, I'm going to wait until marriage to have sex. And I'm just, I'm not even going to date in high school. I, I'm just going to have my crushes and go and focus on school. So I was that kind of person. And so when I realized that I had this crush, it was kept a secret but for a lot of different reasons that wasn't just oh it's a girl yeah and then um as that relationship progressed and my feelings i guess grew deeper and more complicated and the relationship also grew a little bit more complicated i think it was easier for me to to accept like okay like maybe i am not this person that I thought I was like mm-hmm. sex after marriage gonna marry a man type of thing like that seems like constructs that I told myself I needed to abide by right and so the first person I sort of came out to was my friend Amanda who I loved to fucking death because she was the person who who was there for me when I was like confused out of my fucking mind like I was mm-hmm. like wait I don't know even how to put this into words and I just remember like crying basically crying one night about this relationship and she saw me and she came to me and was just like are you okay like do you want to talk about it and I was so scared I was like how do I tell like this person I barely knew because we we were barely friends at this point we were just teammates how do I tell this person I barely know that like I like somebody I'm not supposed to like so then I opened up about it and she was so intrigued she was like tell me more (laughs) what do you mean like what do you like about her like when did this start yeah and I'm like oh okay (laughs) so then we became super close after that naturally and we stayed close throughout high school which was awesome and then it was around senior year which was actually I quit the basketball team to join track which is another story of like why I had to only choose one but we'll get into that later so then Amanda and Melissa, the the person we mentioned earlier, they sat me down one day, and I don't even know if they're going to remember this, but it is a core memory for me. They sat me down one day in my room, and Melissa was like, Tammy, it's okay. We know you're gay. Like, <laughs> we're okay with it. We love you. And I was just like, first of all, where is this coming from? Oh, <laughs> but shit. out of fucking uh-huh. left field. Um, and I, d- I don't know if offended is the right word, but I, w- I was like taken aback. Right, Because right. I hadn't even labeled myself. Right. And that's the thing. You don't have to label yourself when you're not really, like, telling other people about your business. 
and it's kind of this internal thing of processing your own feelings and making your own decisions about how to go about your your crush and your relationship and your friendships mm-hmm. and then amanda was there and she was just like yeah tammy and she's she's a little bit more like very she amanda's a very like um conscious or what's the word i think conscious is a good word attentive of people's feelings and so she can like kind of sense like okay like you know like tammy's a little bit like nervous about this whole idea right and she's like tammy like yeah it's it's okay like you're still tammy like st- like don't make a big deal out of it stuff yeah. like that and then melissa's just being fucking aggressive with it with it which is just how she is and she's like yeah. tammy like stop it like it's fine <laughs> and then she like writes on an index card tammy we know you're gay it's okay and like puts it in the corner of my bedroom and it stays there for years like i go off to college and it's still there so actually i wonder a lot if my parents ever saw that my mom mostly because she's the one that goes into my room the most and so that was like to me i was like okay like i can accept it now Mm -hmm. i i like girls and my friends at least these two friends who i know love me and i love them are okay with it Mm -hmm. so it's fine um and then coming out on a larger scale happened when I had my first official relationship which was my first year of college and basically I I wasn't huge on social media but I I, you know I did have the typical like teenage young adult thoughts of like I really I really want those likes like I really want to be seen Mm -hmm. I want people to like like my photos and like comment positive things I want my friends from high school to see me and like see the person I've become Mm -hmm. um, as a freshman in college and then I remember before that actually I was interacting with people like in classes or like whatever group projects I was doing and I I remember wanting to talk about my relationship because she was really my best friend at the point it, you know how it moves and so like <laughs> I was talking about like my weekend probably and I just I didn't I was scared to say the word girlfriend mm-hmm. I was like okay so this person I I did this thing with and then I was like thinking about it and I was just like okay god like just say it so then I'm like yeah I, I actually like did whatever activity I did I, I did this thing with um my girlfriend and I was like internally freaking out like what they're probably gonna kick me out of this school building <laughs> like all these pitchforks <laughs> yeah and then I breathed for a second and they're like oh that sounds fun and that was it and I was wow. like oh okay yeah. well it is Berkeley to be fair yeah. <laughs> and then I was like okay cool cool that was kind of a big hurdle but I did it yeah and then yeah and then so the social media thing I remember first texting my brother my brother and I we get along very well um but I, I remember like not telling him a lot about my relationships once I realized I was queer and then at this point I was like okay well I don't want to like I don't want him to find out on social media. I feel like yeah. he deserves to know from me. So I remember texting him and being like, hey, like, I just want you to know I'm in a relationship with a girl. I don't label myself as anything, um, but I'm still, you know, I'm still exploring it. And to be honest, I've I've known since I was in high school mm-hmm. that I liked girls. And he was super accepting of it. He was just like, oh, cool. That's great. Thanks for letting me know. And it wasn't like a super emotional conversation. And sometimes I wish I had, like, told him in person or something like that so we could have a conversation about right. it. Um, but, yeah, that's how it happened. And then finally, I posted a picture of us on Instagram. And I don't even remember what the caption was, but it was, like, clearly we're in a relationship. And, yeah, 
that that was kind of it it was again not probably the smallest deal in the world to other people but the biggest deal to me right and i remember that was like unlocking the door to so many other things yeah it was like okay now i can share with people this is my partner like when i see people that i know they're probably they're gonna know my story um and yeah that is basically how i came out no labels just this is what's happening in my life yeah um and then kind of like honestly the maybe the last chapter or the last few chapters are happening like as we speak yeah so i feel like and i always like emphasize this like the journey with queer folks it's always it never ends mm-hmm. right like i feel like the reason why i say it's like a continuous journey is because you think like you've done everything and mm-hmm. then you kind of like surprise <laughs> yourself no, again exactly you're always just like oh my god I'm such a new person now. I figured it all out. Like, I don't know who that last version was. Exactly. (laughs) It's just new fucking, not even chapters, just books. Like, just new books of each, like, your lifetime. Yeah. Um, Something that I wanted to tell you, which I don't think I ever told you to, is that I remember the first day we met when it was with Mel and Jadine. We were driving to go eat. And you said, like, you were talking about how that day you cut your hair to mid-length. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I just want to be Tammy. Mm. And I remember, like, that was a core memory for me. Because <laughs> I was like, I fucking love Tammy, dude. Like, you're <laughs> just, like, being you. And that's really what you, like, bring to this world. That's why I, like, love being around you. Because you just are, like, yourself. And, Aww. like, there's no... That's so sweet. <laughs> You're just like, I'm fuck it. Like, I'm going to do me, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to feel all these feels because I'm, feels. that's who I am as a cancer. And I really respect that about you because it's like, I think especially like people in our age group, like we always try to suppress those feelings, but you're very like, no, I feel this right now and I'm going to feel it. And that's how I, I work. That's a very brave thing to do. Aww. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Of course. I think feelings are so important. <laughs> I just want to say that Tammy has a fucking tattoo, which is my favorite tattoo I've ever seen on <laughs> anybody. Literally on their forearm says crybaby. And I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, Tammy's such a fucking badass. Like, really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was when we were sitting at Phil's, and I, because I think you took off your sweater, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna be great fucking <laughs> friends. Like, this is so fucking. This is meant to be. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I forget I have this tattoo because it's on the back of my forearm. Yeah. So I yeah, see yeah. the front one a lot, and then I see the heart on my wrist a lot. Oh yeah. And the then broken like, heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then people will like comment on the crybaby, and I'm like, oh my god, you're right. I, I forgot I have that. Keep making sure that I am still cool, even though I cry every day. What's different about me and Tammy is that Tammy can fucking cry. <laughs> thing is for me is i can't cry like i literally suppress the fuck out of it that's why why i respect you so much i don't know actually like i actually had some feelings about this a couple weeks ago actually it was when i was celebrating my um grandpa's 10-year death anniversary Mm -hmm. and i think his death really was where i like felt numb Mm. because i think like 
something that I was talking about with someone is like I don't really know how to like grieve correctly Mm -hmm. and I remember like during that time it was just like I felt numb like I was feeling sad like I was there's a bunch of sadness and I wanted to cry but for some reason like his whole funeral I never cried even when I saw my grandma cry, yeah. you know, like I would feel all these sad feelings, but yeah. I just it never came out. Yeah. Okay. So then what does sadness feel like in your body? Oh my God. It's <laughs> such a loaded question. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. But I'm just, no, I no, guess no, I'm no. asking, I, I like, will. how do you know you're sad then? If my bo- you're like, crying. <laughs> I think just as like, I don't know. If, I don't think this is normal. No, I really don't think this is normal, normal but valid. like literally my heart. Like, I can't. This is so cliche, but like, my heart physically, like, feels like it's sinking and it hurts. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels so heavy. Mm -hmm. And my body starts to feel like there's no gravity Mm. in that sense. And it starts to just, like, drag down. Mm -hmm. And you know that, like, that saying of, like, my chest just sunk? Yeah. That's how it feels for me. Mm -hmm. And it sucks to me because i can't release it whereas like what i mean in like i can't cry mm-hmm. so i just have that feeling in my body for so long wow yeah that seems really <laughs> heavy lex it's it's kind of heavy <laughs> and it's kind of very uh dark in that sense i would say but i don't and that's the thing it's like i hate feeling that way and if i do cry i literally will cry for only like 12 seconds and mm-hmm. be like okay i'm good and i think it's such a bad <laughs> like it's such an issue and i'm like oh yeah i probably need to like figure that out um why do you think that's bad that's like, it's like a sufficient time to be crying and then be over it i mean like yes but i think it's because even after i cry i feel that physical feeling still of like okay my body there's still is things just... to be released yes okay and well, I think it just comes with, like, suppressing a lot of feelings, mm-hmm. like what I was saying about earlier, and not having the words to, like, release it mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, because I think just, like, growing up the way that I did, and I don't know if you have this shared experience either, but just, mm-hmm. like, kind of in my family, like, we were told not to, like, express our feelings. Like, explicitly that? Yeah. Did us. It was, like put your like literally put your head down and just go Mm -hmm. like keep moving forward Mm -hmm. yeah i i hear it a lot from my mom (laughs) who's like um oh you don't need to be sad you don't need to be anxious uh look at me like right i have so much to be sad about but i'm still going or like i just i'll pray and i'll feel better right which is all very valid and i'm happy very happy that Mm -hmm. she's coping with it Um, But then I think I, for me, I wish when I'm sharing with somebody that I'm like really worried about something or that I'm really grieving something, I just, I want to hear something that validates me. Right. I don't like, I don't need you to carry, I I guess in a way it is carrying my pain, but I don't need the pain to go away because I know I'm going to have the pain for a second. And I think for me, it's just super helpful to like, just well, to be fair, it's because sometimes I'll just be crying in my room and my mom will come in Mm -hmm. and that's often when she'll be like why are you sad what do you what is there to be sad about yes yeah so and i think my grandma would say that to me all the time yeah and that's like implying that sad is a bad thing right i remember when i was a kid i would cry all the time because i'd miss my mom Mm -hmm. 
and my grandma would come Mm -hmm. in and be like why are you crying i'm right here and it was just very like it's because i'm sad you know because i i want my mom Mm -hmm. but i think during that time i was like yeah you're right like i feel ungrateful like at least i have my grandma you know yeah but now that i'm thinking about it it's like no i was like totally valid to feel that for a little child (laughs) (laughs) what the heck (laughs) no yeah it's it's i didn't mean to uh bring that down real quick but just like it's kind of what i was telling you earlier when we were when you were eating Mm -hmm. it's like you realize the way that you are now links to so many things and it comes down to that one point and that was one of the things it was Mm -hmm. like oh shit like i probably feel this way where i can only cry for like 12 seconds Mm -hmm. and be okay because i was never allowed that space to feel sad Mm -hmm. and it like translates into like how you move as an adult yeah i'm tired of feeling that way and i just want to unpack that so that like we can move forward in that sense mm-hmm. you know it's a work in progress yeah but it's okay so to me if i could just maybe play therapist for a bit yeah it does sound a little bit like you you want to like think your way through it sorry can you elaborate on that yeah let me think so so you have these feelings and you want to work on on feeling mm-hmm. and you want to work on recognizing yes. feelings and releasing them most importantly so that you don't feel the burden yes yeah and logically yes it's coming from a lot of shit in our past mm-hmm. it's coming from this trauma it's coming from like suppressing pain and like sure we can like unpack a lot of it i'm also telling this as advice to myself honestly sure we can unpack this <laughs> i think we little, all little by little are always when we say shit like this it's like oh shit this is for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> this is for me really <laughs> um like i am very prone to just being like oh my god painful experience like let me figure out exactly what happened mm-hmm. like why it was so painful what i was doing what i was feeling in that moment and then i will be free of the feeling because i'll understand it yes and to some degree 100 percent, yes. to some degree understanding brings great clarity and freedom oh yeah but understanding like in your mind is not really the same as feeling feeling is just yeah feeling. and you even saying like oh like i feel a pain in my chest i feel a heaviness in my heart like that's feeling Mm-hmm. and you can recognize that mm-hmm. and i think like it might take some time and, uh, and more experiences and more like trying new things and putting ourselves in situations we haven't been before so our body can like rewire itself but that's kind of what at least for me i've I've been slowly learning that it takes to get over something it's not like i can like think all i want about like these past relationships that have caused me so much turmoil <laughs> but really i need to be putting myself into new situations with right. new people in new situ in new settings right so that i can learn how i'm gonna act in these right in relationships as my as who i am now right <laughs> this was something that i was trying to talk about um which hasn't like really registered in my head correctly but now that you're saying this it's like we get stuck in these like feelings in a sense of like feelings versus thoughts right Mm -hmm. we get stuck in these thoughts and then it's just like this constant feeling of hurt yes exactly exactly because 
feelings are oftentimes you're reacting to your own thoughts yeah your own like perceptions <laughs> of things right yeah it's perception it's yeah. it's a hundred percent perception <laughs> I don't know why I just hella laughed at that because I was just like, wow. Because we're silly. It just just fucking clicked. We're silly little creatures. Like, things happen to us and then we form mental images of it. And that's what causes us pain. (laughs) (laughs) Not you coming from my neck. Damn. Coming from mine, too. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. We're just... (laughs) Tammy earlier we were just talking about how like cancers just fucking are just hurt all the time <laughs> by default <laughs> by default just hurt we leave our front door oh damn yeah no. <laughs> the world sucks. you know what's funny i just saw this tiktok the other day and then she was like there's different type types of dams and then like i was like what the fuck i actually know exactly what she's saying <laughs> and then she went into it and was like sometimes i'll be like damn and then sometimes we're like damn and then, like it just like different dams and i was like one damn for feeling no literally i think the most word that i use in my vocabulary is damn because i'm just like damn like you know, like, <laughs> like a good like a good damn no yeah i just we are always in a constant stage of hurt now that you're saying like thoughts versus feelings right because i always like i've been hearing a lot recently like mind versus heart Mm -hmm. and it it's the same thing that what you're saying it's like our minds are so different from our hearts because heart comes from like within and like intuition in that sense Mm -hmm. whereas like our mind is always playing these like different realities or Mm -hmm. like perceptions or whatever it is and typically fueled by other people's words exactly yeah there's a lot of like books that i'll read and like oh once you like release that perception of others like you'll truly come into yourself and like release a lot of things Mm -hmm. and it's something that like i've been trying to work on like these perceptions of me from other people still matter and i think it also goes back to all of like what society like puts on you or like even family Mm -hmm. and that's why like i think coming from just immigrant parents or immigrant families they already built this like perception of you of who you should be as you grow up your roles your roles what you're gonna do for our family when you you know are successful or whatever Mm -hmm. and i think it's very valid because like they've sacrificed so much for us in that sense but we are also humans and we're trying to like come into ourselves that it's so hard to balance dude yeah dude tell me why that was what i talked about in therapy today I learned this word, my therapist told me. In- individuation. I think I've heard it before, but I don't. This I'd... was like the con. Well, Good. No, no, no. Sorry. I was just saying individuation. I heard that word used outside in a regular conversation me either yeah it's it's a very deep (laughs) thing but it was the exact same context like this idea that i have so and i've been struggling with this pretty much all year and um probably a lot of last year too of trying to balance my place in my family which i care about a ton i freaking love my family and i think most asian queer people do because we value our family so much Mm -hmm. and I have always played the role of a helpful daughter or a caring bigger sister. Um, 
and, and a little sister too and I just I want to do that because I want to serve my family but I also want to be myself mm -hmm. and it comes with a lot of guilt and confusion and 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 what's the word like fear I guess and then I'm talking to my therapist about this and she's just like Tammy I think you're just experiencing and you desire to individuate you want to be your own person you want to be Tammy and at the same time you're trying to like feel important and feel seen by your family but what if to feel seen and feel important is not the same like it's not to do the same things you've been doing for like, your life so far at least mm -hmm. um like what if basically what if they are at odds and then i was just like sobbing i was like you can't say that like <laughs> don't say that don't say, don't that. say that to I me need, i need both <laughs> it's just wow when you said that i was like oh shit like sorry i'm like processing that right now because wow <laughs> yeah dude it's like that balance right of like being yourself and then being there for your family but there's like this perception of like what your family sees that as for you mm -hmm. but it's like how do i like incorporate myself into that when there's unspoken things or like whatever yeah. it is right yeah this is kind of like what we were talking about when you're over at my place like and you can stop me wherever okay. you want where you're at right now tammy is like you have this whole place to yourself mm -hmm. you are shout out to their hard work a senior <laughs> engineer <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> senior engineer i want you to recognize that like outside of your family at your workplace, wherever it is, you have made a name for yourself in that sense of, like, your title, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. School. And you've worked hard to get to this place. And you are here, like, being able to just support yourself at 26 and not have having to rely on, like, from family. I think you've already, in a way, made your family proud. Mm. We overlook these things because we are fed with like, oh, when you are older, you have to take care of me. And then so these things like these quote unquote small things, which mm -hmm. should be big things, are overlooked. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want you to recognize that, like how much you've done for yourself. You are your own person and you're doing this for yourself that like you can incorporate you into this whole role because we are told to like sacrifice everything for our family mm -hmm. we don't see this as as important because mm -hmm. it's like we're supposed to sacrifice pretty much our own lives <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like our whole being yeah. and like get married and then like your family comes in and then you have to like support them in your house like you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. i think to a certain extent I think we're in a generation of like we can do that but we can still keep it separate mm -hmm. you know especially like if you're in a place where you can support your family and then come home to your own mm -hmm. it's like the most important thing because you then will have that individualism mm -hmm. and that separation from family and I think the most scariest thing is knowing that there is separation between family and like ourselves terrifying <laughs> But it's really needed because 
if you didn't have that like you'd be just fucking driven crazy in that sense just speaking from my own experience it's like i've never had this real connection with my aunt and my grandma until i moved out and it was because i was able to come into myself to a certain extent Mm -hmm. and explore that for myself Mm -hmm. and then come home and be like i can be there for you fully Mm -hmm. and not be battling with myself while also trying to show up for you wow okay that was a lot (laughs) i i'll say it first honestly thank you so much for your kind words because it is hard to be proud of myself and i don't know why exactly i am often told that i don't give myself enough credit you don't even though i know deep down that i want credit like i want to be credited for what i've done except i'm not even giving yeah i'm not giving myself the credit and yeah a lot of it is is hard because damn i kind of like i wish i had some written notes of what you just said because every time you said something i was like oh yes it's recorded so (laughs) but i want to respond to it now um take your time i just i really just want just for you to know like you are doing your thing yeah and if no one not no one if you're not going to recognize it i want i want to recognize it for you one of the things is the first time we hung out actually when we went to drake's tammy literally said i feel like you need to hear this and if someone hasn't said this to you in a while tammy told me that they were proud of me i just remember just being like wow like i really needed that and i also feel like you need to hear that you're no you're actually living the fucking dream of of our like ancestors damn no i'm like like for real like tears in my eyes as you're speaking (laughs) Because, like, I mean, that's what queerness is, dude. Like, your friends are just, like, reparentifying. <laughs> um, yeah, like... I know, it's so cute. <laughs> and, like... Tammy's cat is cuddling with them right now, and it's the cutest sight. He loves me. Yeah. Uh, and I don't talk about my feelings keeping balled up. Now I'm dealing with the karma. And if we kept it on, it's on the start, love. There's one time I was at this coffee shop. So it was the same thing where I didn't say anything. I was just in line, right? And the bartender, like, yeah, bartender was like, is that the right word? No, the barista. The barista barista was like, hey, sir, like, what can I get for you today? And like, at that point, I was just kind of like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fine. And so and then I started talking. And then they're like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I, s- ma'am, like, it was so funny. Like, they literally, like, choked on it. And they're like, I'm just so sorry. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I, was, I literally was like, it's okay. I present very masculine. But when I talk, like, it's like, okay, fuck. Wait, actually, like, you know. What are you? Crying? And, like, you can't, you, like, you can't do anything but just laugh at it. Because yeah. it's like, also, like, when I go to the bathroom. I don't know if you feel this way. I just started feeling this way. Uh, yeah. But go on the hair yeah the haircut will do it to you um like and this happens a lot like i'll go into the woman's bathroom and obviously people are like what the fuck you know i was at a day club or some shit and this girl was like you're not supposed to be here in here and i was like i literally was like i'm a fucking girl (laughs) and then she was like oh my god i'm so sorry and i was like it's okay like it's fine i was like annoyed but it was just like damn you know like because it, it just feels like you you can't be in a place yeah, and that's you're sense. literally being told you can't pee 
Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you can't pee. You're not allowed. Like, you're not allowed to pee. But it's just like, I remember like every time, like if I'm in a place where like, I feel like that's going to happen. I always try to emphasize my chest oh. because that's like the, the only marker. most feminine thing yeah. of me. But yeah, I will say that the haircut will do that to you. Yeah. And it's part of the layers of like navigating that, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. Okay, can I ask you when was the first time you felt misgendered? What was that experience like? Cuz you're you're telling stories and like it's like it's fine. I've gotten it before. Like I got it's, it's fine. I'll get over it. But like what was the first time? Um wow. Yeah, I was staying in a hotel in San Mateo and I literally am just like in the elevator. And this older white guy comes in and he's like, I can't tell if you're a girl or a boy. Straight up? Straight up. This was like... In an elevator? In an elevator. That is scary. I just looked at him and I was like, why does that matter? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm just trying... I just want to know. And then we had gotten to the first floor and I just walked out. Oh my God. But actually now that I say that, I think what unlocked it for me is... So I used to post videos on YouTube. Yeah. And there'd be so many people who'd be like are you a boy or a girl and i remember just like looking at those comments and i was like do i really just like not look like one or the other like is it not very defined you know and that was like what unlocked not that like i was misgendered in that sense but it was just kind of like huh you're confusing people yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like this i like this little mystery type thing you know but was how was your hair then in those videos it was long. I used to wear a hat, mm-hmm. like a fitted hat. I remember those days. Yeah. I'm right, because I knew of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to wear a fitted hat, and it was long, but I was always in the dark because of that reason, because I didn't want people to see my long hair. Oh. Yeah. And they would ask that. Okay. It's really not our responsibilities when other people are confused. And I think what it is is that their confusion comes from this need, you know, in their heads to categorize people. Yeah, say that. Like, you don't need to. Newsflash. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> who they are. Like, you'll you'll survive even if they don't have You don't a need to know. You like, really don't need to yeah. know to treat them kindly, which is how you should be fucking treating people. Exactly. Well, that that is... Those are interesting experiences. Yeah. Yeah, so the bathroom thing. Uh, so I started going back into the office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my... More, my company very much like i i would say like tries to be very diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and i think they are on the better side of the spectrum when it comes to tech companies but they're still a tech company um i guess the issue is like i go i i used to use the woman's bathroom mm-hmm. and yeah i used to have long hair And I didn't think a lot about it. So I started at this company when I was, like, maybe 20 because I was an intern. Oh, yeah. And then at that point, I had, like, really long hair. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think about gender. I think I was just like, oh, I'm I'm gay. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what gender, but I'm gay. And I'm going to go to the women's bathroom because I have long hair and I don't want to pee with men. (laughs) Right, right. Whatever. So that was fine. And I actually did that when I came back full time. Again, still didn't think that much about gender. And then the pandemic happened. No office. And then recently I went back to the office. And back in March when it first reopened, I still had like shoulder lengthish 
hair. Mm-hmm. And so I was using the women's restroom. But at that point, I was like feeling quite wary. And I was like, ooh, like I'm using the women's restroom. Not even that, but I was just like, hmm, 2022. And we still have gendered restrooms on the engineer <laughs> yep. store. Very interesting. <laughs> and then um, I am already very cautious going into the bathroom because I've had experiences kind of similar to yours where we'll, the girls will like double take me. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because I'm like, I look. I know yeah. that there's I don't want to make you feel insane. right right like, I just need a fucking pee yeah and so I feel hella bad and I'm like I'm trying to keep my head down sometimes I'll smile at them but then even that so I'm like am I being threatened <laughs> like, am I being like, like am I making you uncomfortable because I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> so then um that was fine and then I cut my hair mm-hmm. and then that brought in a slew of problems with presenting myself at work but one of them was choosing the bathroom. And then I remember just this past week when I started going in again after my leave, for the first time my hair was cut. And I went to where it's like the men's and women's bathroom. And I was like, wait, I don't want to go into either. Yeah. And looking at the men's, I I don't want to go in, into the men's bathroom. Like, I feel that's not me that's not right mm-hmm. um and i still don't want to fucking pee with men <laughs> so yeah yeah that's the reason and then the woman's bathroom i'm looking at it i'm like well one now i look more manly than ever if i do see a, a woman i might actually make them uncomfortable right two seeing that i am looking masculine i feel like it's almost like you're outing yourself as yeah. being assigned female when you mm-hmm. walk into the woman's bathroom and then yeah thirdly it's just like i don't feel like a woman so i'm not gonna use that bathroom so then for the first time i was like oh i'm gonna go downstairs and use the all gendered bathroom so for all of last week i had to like go downstairs every time (laughs) i wanted to pee or use the restroom and it was don't get me wrong i'm very grateful that there's even all gendered bathrooms at all in the entire building right but it just like that's one of the things i was i was asking about like did you start to question like all of these experiences you had like before when you had long hair where you looked differently physically you presented different differently because that's how i started to feel I was like damn like i kind of like i went to the women's bathroom all this time but only because i felt like i could i felt like enabled to now i don't even though like i still presented ma- like i've presented masculine like pretty much all my life mm-hmm. um but i did have that long hair where i like that gave me like the passageway of like oh i could still <laughs> yeah. use the women's bathroom because i wore men's clothing I wore, right like the way i stood like i felt like i still felt very masculine yeah but i think i think it was the long hair that was like i never really thought about it because honestly yeah i didn't really think about gender until honestly when i cut my hair short yeah that's when you start to really <laughs> think about oh my god wait people have to perceive me this isn't just right. about me feeling good yeah this is how people, about how people see me yeah when i you know how i told you how i like emphasize on my chest yeah. that only started happening when i cut my hair short mm-hmm. before i think it was just like <laughs> when i had long hair it was like oh that's a dyke <laughs> <laughs> wait to yourself or other people would say that no like like that's how i would how i thought like people would perceive me like oh "Oh, it's a dyke like she's fine yeah you know whereas now it's like (laughs) i have short hair from the back yeah like i look like a man yeah you know i feel it yeah yeah to answer your question it's just like when i did cut my hair and that's and that's where it's like that's what i wanted you to know it's like these feelings will come up and these thoughts and these new thoughts will come up because now you are presenting more 
masculine and it's going to be different when you walk into the world in that sense Mm -hmm. the thing that matters the most is how you feel yeah and do you feel like yourself and if you do feel like yourself these are things that are going to come with it and are you okay with that Mm -hmm. you know yeah and if you're not okay with that that's okay too if you're feeling confused that's 100 percent valid Mm -hmm. And it's just, again, it's just like this process and it's this journey of like figuring out what is comfortable for you. Yeah. And I wish I can focus on that and not all these other heavy feelings that come along with right. it, that come along with like the burden of being perceived and the burden of like, you know, my past memories and who I was. Yeah. Because, yeah, I I really appreciate like these friends who like help me focus on what's important which is does it feel like me Mm -hmm. do i feel the euphoria do i feel like more in myself in my gender Mm -hmm. and i i'm I'm figuring it out but the support is amazing yeah because it's like the perception of you to the world is always gonna be there because that's just how naturally we are as human beings Mm -hmm. it's just like understanding that like everyone is gonna have a different perception of you like it's mm-hmm. not always True. gonna be the same yeah and like once you kind of just like understand that and have a grip of that it's like yeah so the most important thing that matters is like what do i want for myself and like mm-hmm. what do i feel comfortable in and like is this something that makes me feel like me i think people in this world no matter what i do even when i had the hat and long hair like people will still be like are you a boy or a girl Mm -hmm. right so it's like no matter if i have my long hair no matter if i cut my hair short they're still gonna perceive me as either or yeah and that took years for me to realize Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that that's gonna be you but it could be that (laughs) um and it's it's a long journey it's a long experience of feeling all these feels of like is this what i want at the end of the day, even though, yes, our hair is important in terms of, like, how we feel and stuff, it's something that we can also just, like, experience with as well. And that's what our life is. It's just experiences. So. Damn. <laughs> Dude, wait, is your hair going to be like this after a month? Probably. I have it grown out right now. Yeah, like, I think it's going to be, for sure, it's going to be, like, I always measure it where it, when it touches my ear right here. <laughs> and it's definitely going to be there by the time that Noah comes back. No, I literally don't. was telling Noah, I was like, I'm going to miss you so much. <laughs> Side note, me and Tammy have the same barber. Shout yep. out to Noah. Shout out, Noah. You're the best, dude. <laughs> <laughs> One of a kind. I had to learn to trust and fall, receive it all, surrender, to push and pull, to break the wall, you guys just got a very great picture snapshot of our lives yeah that was a lot of insight that was a lot, was a lot of insight for me <laughs> it was a podcast or a therapy session i think both <laughs> any final words thomas and there you have it that's it <laughs> For Tammy and Lex's first episode. First episode together. 